Good morning, everyone. I'm Dr. Jacinta CK, and welcome to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. We're airing live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 6 p.m. GMT. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, find on strategicladies.com. As always, we're going to be bringing you relationship information and strategy from our guests. And in our research, our show will always give you guys a generational perspective and real-world opinions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Strategic Ladies radio show. Uh, this is an exciting show because we're going to review our 2017 highlights from the year. And we have had a phenomenal year. We've been airing since probably the 2015. We did some 2016 shows, but we really cranked it up in 2017. And we've had some wonderful guests that we'd like to highlight, as well as some wonderful topics that we'll talk about as well. Um, we are uh, so excited to have you join. Remember, this is a live show. You can call in and ask your questions. Um, we uh, welcome them. Uh, you can call us at 310 928 7733 again 310-928-7733 so jay as usual we'll start off with a mindful check how are you doing you know what i'm doing amazing um yesterday was my birthday Happy birthday! and i'm one of those people um i don't know if um my um my fellow capricorns are like this but um, when it comes to my birthday, for some reason, I don't like to make a big deal about it. I, I'm cool about it. Like, it's okay. Happy birthday. And I'm like, yay, thank you. But it was funny when we went to this restaurant yesterday, they actually scared me because they turned off their music and put on the music that's saying happy birthday and started screaming happy birthday. It freaked me out. I felt really, <laughs> it's amazing how when it comes to my artisticness, that doesn't bother me when somebody are like, oh my God, that's so great. But something about that attention for my birthday kind of trips me out a bit. But um, other than that, I am doing amazing. Um, you know, the weather is cold again, which I love. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I know, I know most people probably that are not in California are like, what is wrong with Wait you? But it no. was so hot here. Like, it was ridiculous. It's so funny. She says it's cold. It's not even cold. Well, but, 40 degrees, yeah. 45? Well, yeah. well 37 freezing, yeah. like, or close to getting, um, I mean, you know, we're, frost, we're rather, not cold, freezing. Right? I mean, for California cold. Yeah, but it's funny because, um, first of all, happy birthday. Uh, I, I, I really have to honor my daughter. Um, she is an amazing woman, mother. Oh, and, and, um, she wrote me the best post I, ever on Facebook. I, mean, I was like, oh, my know, gosh, it sounds like my emotional post. I don't know if you know, and I probably haven't shared this on there, but I was, it was, she was godly given to me in that, um, you know, I was uh, going through a uh, separation when I found out I was pregnant uh, of, of my relationship. And um, I 
you know, the support I had was from my parents because I was totally broke. And I was in a Lamaze class trying to decide what name I was going to give her. And at the time, I watched soap operas and I had guy names. I thought was, everyone kept saying, you're going to have a boy, you're going to have a boy. Mm. And I had all these boy names and I went with a friend that of mine. That part of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> so I went with a friend of mine there and we were sitting in the lobby and she's in with her boyfriend. My my significant other didn't wasn't present throughout the entire uh, birth of my daughter. No, really. So we were sitting in a Lamaze class, and she wasn't even married to this guy, but he was supporting her 100%, which shows you the value of a relationship, not necessarily the, the signed copy of Unmarried. Right. It's not just about the papers. Yeah, it's not it's just about the, about the papers, right? about the commitment. Exactly. But anyway, I was looking through a book, and it's, it, uh, uh, as you know, I'm a very devout uh, Christian, and I looked in, and I saw this name, Jacinta, and it described the children of Fatima who saw the Virgin Mary. And it was just so appropriate and apropos, and I said, oh my, you know what? This is a this is a uh, a blessing that I'm going to take and I'm going to give this name to her and ever since then Jacinta has been and I love my name you did amazing <laughs> no like seriously no I, don't. I, I like to be original right so there's not too many there's, I've only met a few Jacintas yeah. and they're all wonderful of course I'm yeah, so. no I'm just kidding but I do like my name so good job Mo and, I, and I also <laughs> want to give a shout out to our producer Jamal yes, happy birthday. it was his birthday as well the Woo! day after Christmas he's a cat yeah, he's he's been truly an inspiration for us. Yes. And wonderful, wonderful producer. He believed in us. Awesome show. He's and if amazing. You, if you don't, uh, you know, listen to other shows on your life, please do because it, it, they're amazing and he is amazing and he does it just, he's very patient with us, especially oh my God, with our so juggling, <laughs> juggling everything that we were doing. That's the Capricorn and we him. promise <laughs> to make the intention to be much better scholars in 2017 for you. Or yeah, 2018, we still, better. And we still, I'm, oh, he's going to be so proud of our new venture yes so we're going to be in the january we're going to do some vegan um, oh yeah transition yeah so, so so we're taking you to definitely have to hurry in the first cup first month small club yeah you know what okay so we'll talk a little bit we'll talk a little bit about this because we are going to need our producers help because we're going on a vegan diet for uh, a month and we're going to see that's the first that's the 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 goal is a month i'm starting slow my intention is yeah 2018 vegan i know yeah i'm trying i know it looks to be 20 january 2018 but it takes, it takes some preparation because it we does. do not want to do it wrong. Right. And there's ways of doing it wrong. You start looking older. You start looking unhealthy. Your body's not getting the nutrients. So it does take preparation. So we're working on, we're taking some time out tomorrow to do a calendar, right, Jay, to try to see how we can eat properly. Mom's, a doctor says really ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> like, it stresses me out thinking about it. But I, I said I made this commitment, and I think it'll be good for me because after the baby, I can tell that I need um, a, yes. a good, a good re restart. Yeah. Right. I think it's good and, for your body. It's good. And we're also going to go cake. through some oh, yeah. prayer um, and, and meditation to and bring you know, God in it and try to, and, and we're going to also really like text. We're going to text. Well, that's my weakness is eggs. We're going to text Jamal like, about some recipes or something. Hey, or where to go to get it. I'm gonna snack because you know, it's so funny when you're trying to do vegan, it is more difficult than people think because so even though you might give up meat, there may be oils or something that the meat's been in contact with or um, something that touches something. So if you're truly going vegan, it takes you cooking really sometimes a lot at home. And also I think yeah. it's not – for us, I don't think the struggle's going to be – because we're not – I mean, I like meat, don't get me wrong, but it's not something that, like, oh, my God, if I don't have it, I can't survive. 
Um, it's about having convenience. Yeah. So, like, everything's going to have to be cut up. That's why Dr. Sill is going to help me a lot because yeah. I have kids and I'm not going to, I don't know if they're ready for that transition. It has to well, be me first. No, I, and I think, and I think we're going to do it I'm slow. I'm not forcing and it upon it, them. No, it's we're going to do it ourselves. Right. We're just, um, but anyway, we're going to be doing that. So I'm trying, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about the openness that it's going to have for me. Jay's like, I'm not really excited. I'm, but I'm, I am. I feel, I feel that this is going to be good because it's going to be a clearing of the mind. I think that sometimes when you ingest too many different things, and our focus on what you're putting into your body, you lose clarity. So I think this is going to give me a, a newfound clarity. We'll see, right? Yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. gonna, I'm doing a case study on myself because people say that my visions will get more increased and my yeah, clarity think, will be more increased. And I think that you know a lot of it is uh, the prayer meditation, getting to know what is expected for you in 2018. And sometimes we don't have enough time to sit and think about what we're doing. We're doing so many things right. that we don't have clarity and focus like you mentioned, Jay. And this, I feel, is going to give us clarity and focus because some of the stimulants that are in our body that stimulate not thinking well, like coffee is great and everything, but sometimes it becomes a stimulus and you're acting out of something that's not necessarily you. And if you think about it, it, I think part of the thing that what inspired me to do this, and I know that you know, a lot of it's religious reasons for us as well, but I think what made me think that I could do this, and I don't know if you would agree, is when we went to that restaurant in Amsterdam. Yes. It showed me that there, I mean, I knew that there's some great vegan restaurants, but that one in particular, like the the food was really good. Yeah, um, you know what? We're gonna bring you guys uh, that that restaurant. What's it called? The meat? What's it called? The meatless? What was it called? Oh God! You know she's. What did she say? The meatless. Oh, the meatless district. The restaurant. The meatless. The restaurant. If you're ever in Amsterdam, go to the meatless district. Amazing vegan food, and um, they even make their own vegan meat, and they have a. Uh, butcher that makes it and it was just amazingly good and and um what i'd like to do is later on maybe in, in the show we'll bring in um my uh, my my uh jamal uh, our producer to talk about some vegan dishes yeah, and maybe some tips and maybe if we get enough of those we can actually you know post those on a blog because we're really going to try to make sure people and and i'm not i'm not saying that everyone should be vegan i think there's times in your life when you need to do whatever you need to do for your body, but honoring your body and understanding your body is what's important. So with that in mind, we are recapping everything that happened in 2017. And wow, was it a year? Um, I have, I looked at the time magazine um, uh, and uh, on the front of time, it has, uh, you know, the president and uh, it has, uh, you know, I think it calls the, the vault. It's the name of time. And I thought, wow, we have, open a vault to so much in 2017. Yes, we uh, we've lost some really great artists and people, but we've also changed the dynamics of the world. And I think we're shifting, doing a shift to some weird, some different things. I won't say weird things. <laughs> some things are prophecy. Some things are different. Um, some things go beyond our moral scope. But anyway, a lot of changes in 2017, right? Mm -hmm. So, but for our show, we've been, totally blessed in having not only wonderful guests, but wonderful topics that we'll talk about. So what we're going to do is kind of go through um, the first half of the show, our topics, and then go to our guests. And hopefully you guys can call in and talk about some of them. So 
Starting off with uh, one of the things we talked about, and we talked about workplaces in the future. Do you remember that topic, Jay, where we talked about robotics and, oh, my God, and how uh, Big Brother is looking at you? Oh, yes, yes. And how even though um, it may sound like all this, um, these 666 chips, no, no. (laughs) these chips that are being put into your um, your arms uh just for uh, as a screening mechanism um could be dangerous right and you know what you brought up to me and we definitely later on before we end the show we do want to bring on our producer to talk about the vegan transition but the the that show in particular you brought something up recently that i never thought of so the chips and the dogs right mm-hmm. never thought about how that could be tracking us well it's also a way you, because i'm like oh like everybody yeah. thinks oh well the truth is I mean, I hate to be like, this is so negative, but if you have a really cute dog, I wonder how many people are going to return it. And you know what I mean? Like, that's the problem. Cause I have a friend that lost a really cute dog and it had a microchip. Um, so what are the chips really for? And what, you know, um, and, and do you need to think about convenience versus Privacy, and I think that's where all these right. things, these the, are controlled. Those blurred lines, yeah, yeah, blurred lines, and it's like, yeah, and it's like, are we prepared for what we may be opening ourselves up in? Another interesting thing is, um, um, a friend of mine, or a very close person to me, had recently had a, a mammogram, and and they went in and did a biopsy, and they actually put a chip or something in there to it? watch it, to tell it? people who have been in there, like a tag that I have, like you've had cow. this. So it's it's again a, a great conversation and a, a, a thought process we need to really be careful of because we don't know where this leading leading and and what. Well, um, it, yeah. you know, I, I don't know how much longer it's going to be our choice. Mm-hmm. That's the concerning factor is that when people, I know that there's been some companies recently that started doing it to their employees where they put a, a microchip in. What if you leave the company? Why do you got that chip in? <laughs> I mean, I don't need a chip, y'all. Oh, <laughs> you know, you may have my chip for about a year. <laughs> but no, truthfully, like for some people, um, I think that that's a scary thing. I, you yeah. know. It's very invasive and it does change your privacy. Yeah. Well, that was a topic we talked about. Another one we talked about was cyberbullying. Um, Oh yeah. And personal experience with that, excuse me, with my daughter. Um, Yeah. So that was a topic that was kind of really close to the heart and how it it continues to go on. And there's the sad thing is, is there's, there's some things you can do and there's some things that if those people, you have to really watch where your children are going when they're, on there, but it does happen at schools either. There also, and and when it when it's not on the gaming platform, the cyberbullying, um, you have a lot more opportunities to actually get those people because you've seen that a lot with um, Facebook when people bully people on Facebook. How the the kids um, are immediately, um, you know, taken care of through the schools and and definitely different things recently, like with the presidency, how. The Facebook post. It's amazing to me. People keep posting. 
Yeah. After they know they're going to get caught. Well, yeah. And, and the thing about cyberbullying, I think one of the key things we need to remember is that parents need to be involved. Friends need to be involved. We need to be involved in what your kids are doing on the computers um, when it comes to cyber technology. Because if you don't know what's out there, then you're going to be your kids. Right. Be so I think that I think that was the biggest takeaway from um, parents are not informed about this. And they think that it's, it's babysitting. Babysitting also, I think that you, a lot of people think because they have these different blocks on there, like the, the parent parental controls, sometimes those aren't enough. Right. Um, so you need to really, I know it's hard, but watch your kids, see what yep. they're doing. Um, and if, if you can't always watch them, have them be on the computer or the things that they're, the electronics, when you're present at least. If you yeah. have to work, then they can't be on it unless you're yeah. doing homework. And that's our message to the mothers. Mm-hmm. Um um, we also talked and fathers. To, and fathers too, the parents, yeah. Our, our, uh, Guardians, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we have to cover everything, guys. So we also talked about re-entry into the workforce, especially for women. And we talked about a couple of women topics, so we'll kind of go into that. Um, in relationships, uh, you talked about work and how women entering the workforce have so many struggles from all aspects. And is the workforce really prepared for these women? I think this was about a year ago. I think that is actually improving a lot for women. I think that people are starting to, uh, there has been, no, I think that the problem is, is I think there is a, a secret movement of this women empowerment going on, but I don't think that people really caught on to the empowerment piece. I think that it's a lot of talk. It's very surface. Um, so I think that that we, it's like people have made a, a step toward it, but haven't followed through through the plan. Right. And, and you know we, I mean? we, we talked about that and it kind of integrates and do women really empower each other? And this can no. be happening, happening in the workforce because what, what we found and Jay and I did a study on that on stress in the workforce. And one of the stressors in the workforce is the fact that young women are not being mentored by senior women, not necessarily in age, but in, in, in years of employment. So what happens is these women do not have a support system. They fail and women don't support other women. Or the opposite. These young women are getting all these opportunities to grow and the, the women that are um, at an advanced age are getting left behind because they're mm-hmm. not young. Yes. And I, and I, it's, it's very sad. And the truth of the matter is, is it comes down to women. Cause I look at men, different age groups, they all support each other. Yes. I mean, I, I see with my husband, with his company, he has guys that are younger than him. He has men that are older than him. They all kind of work together. They all get, mm-hmm. you know, when they have time off or they're going to a conference, they'll have a beer together. Whereas women are so focused on being sometimes sadly catty that we don't take these opportunities to grow and, and help each other and empower and teach one another. Because truthfully, if you're both good, there's going to be room for you. Yes. I, and, that, and I think uh, that is a key point, Jay. It's, it's, not a it's not that we're being judgmental in this statement. We're just being realists. There, there's, there, there are reasons why we're not in the board seat. And more of these reasons do not have to do with being discriminated against. Yes, they do. But we also have to empower one another. And that means supporting one another. And I think you're exactly right. We have to figure ways of teaming up with each other to build each other. There's room for every level of, of uh, a person in an organization where you can empower and help one another. So I, I right. totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that we talked about um, is uh, 
mother and daughter relationships. Um, this is this is special to us, and we're going to be doing a lot of things in regard. <laughs> she's laughing at me. We're going to do a lot of there. things. Make you know, I think smile. that this along this also helps with women empowerment, right? If you aren't a uh, if your your mother and you have some issues, more than likely those issues are going to be carried further. Well, yeah, I've seen it two different ways. I've seen women that have issues with their mom where they, they have tons of friends um, to counteract that. And then I've had women that I see that um, are constantly catty because they do have problems with their mom. So it mm-hmm. can go either way. It can go either way. Uh, and sometimes women that have problems with their mother really step to the forefront and are better at being a mother than others. Right. So what do we do? How do we bridge those gaps that we right. find in mother and daughter relationships? And we've talked about some really great ways to do that. And one of the things Jay and I are going to be, uh, be developing is a webinar on this. And we're going to have an event, which we'll talk about. In February. I think it's going to be further down. But an event okay. on how uh, we can actually empower women and mothers and daughters to be closer and work through those barriers and those those gaps that you find. Um, Even if you never build a relationship with your mother, um, how can you overcome and get past that reality? You know, some people may never, maybe their mother is horrible and, and they don't need to be there. It's not healthy for them to be with them, but how are you going to get through those gaps? So we're going to talk about that uh, later on and make sure we understand how to do that. Um, Another thing uh, we talked about, and this is a funny topic, about um, February 17th? Yeah, okay. February 17th. So we talked about, this is funny, we talked about uh, Facebook and mm-hmm. social media. Uh, we've had a couple shows on social media and Facebook and how likes, people were so concerned about likes on Facebook. People still are. I don't know if that's ever going to change. Yeah. You know, you know why I think that our it's it's like a reprogramming of our psyche when it comes to social media. We before social media was just everybody responding like MySpace. <laughs> I'm aging myself, but MySpace. Um, uh, some of the other ones like uh, what were some of the other ones? I know AOL had one for a while. Yahoo, all these different ones. There was no liking it was just people were responding things you wrote even mm-hmm. facebook in the beginning was mainly just going back and forth and talking and sending messages mm-hmm. when the liking became and, and the different emojis to respond to that it our psyche changed in that we felt like if somebody does acknowledge it that they don't care right so we get this this like i mean I even got out of off of social media for a while because I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm looking at who's liking and who's writing me back. And does it really matter? Because the truth, there's probably 10 people, maybe less than that. Let me be real. I can count on my two hands, the, the people that are so close to me that I really care what they think, probably, you know? So I think that that's, what we have to get to is really what is a relationship? What is important? And, uh, and our focus, like somebody that we spoke to, remember, um, Stacy said this, likes are not important. Um, it does for your brand. I think that it shows that people are aware of it, but I think for, um, personal, it can affect your psyche. Well, and I think that's the key. What, first of all, why you're on Facebook, who are your friends on Facebook? What are you trying to achieve? Um, what it, 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 are those, are those likes, and on social media and Instagram, any platform, are those likes controlling 
how you feel about your post or yourself. I know. And, it's, and, and, and with business, with, and with some, yeah, it's, some people, it doesn't, it shouldn't. You need to understand, first of all, and, and the takeaways from this, this uh, show was understand yourself. Mm-hmm. Understand the relationship you have with your friends on Facebook. Mm. Understand what you're trying to achieve. And if it's affecting you negatively, maybe you need to readjust. And do you feel, and this is a question for you, even after we've had this um, talk about this, do you feel a good friend will like your post all the time? I don't think it's net. For me, it's not necessary. I don't look at, um, I have a very dear friend and we have a partnership together and we hardly ever like anything, but it it, it depends on, um, I I go through liking phases. So let's, let's be real. Maybe it's a generational thing. If you're my friend, okay. I love you. There's sometimes like, you'll be like, wow, Jay liked everything I had today. And then there'll be some weeks that I'll be off for like weeks. And and I've actually had a friend go, you never like anything I do. And I go, I haven't even been on like, I mean, I post for my show. I post, you know, every once in a while on Instagram. Um, but it's, it's hard to keep up with all that. So, I mean, I have a family and all kinds of stuff going on with all of our commitments. So truthfully, I think that, you know, there's some skilled people to keep up with social media to that extent. Yeah, I, I just don't. I just don't think. Um, I don't think liking makes you a friend. No, I don't think it is. And I think um, there's some people that I won't forget to like, though, because it's yeah. like. And I think that I think that we have to be careful because smart. that button. Um, Facebook was so uh, ingenious when they thought it up because now you have to be careful and really read because some people some people post to post what's going on in their life. So if there's a loss of a loved one and they're saying, I love them so great. And you push like, you got to be careful because you don't like their death. You well, like, and now they have now a little they, sad emoji. They, so you definitely have to read. You have to read. What you're doing, so, which I think is a good thing, but I also think it, it just, so again, I think the whole point of it is, See what I mean, social media can be very stressful, very stressful and very also, but it, it, it depends on your psyche and your mindset. So set your mindset up to how you're going to use it and what you're using it for. I think that's Don't the get your on. friends on your likes. Yeah. Um, we also talked about, um, the, um, couples and relationships. And as you know, Jay and I coach on relationships all the time. And, mm. and one of the things that we, um, we, when we're talking to people, you know, there's, there's things that, that people share with us. Like, um, you know, we talked, had a show on questions that change your relationship and, and things you shouldn't, dis- you should or shouldn't discuss with relationships. Mm. Um, and, and this applies not just to, uh, personal relationship, but also professional things. How are you handling, um, uh, chaos or how are you handling, um, conflict? Right. among each other you know are you in a in your personal relationship are you discussing things early or not enough mm, sure you know we talked a lot about that mm-hmm. right and we had people call in on um when there's red flags to let things go i think that's <laughs> the problem i think that i still believe that there's so many times that i hear with with people that are that come to us for for help that they don't look at the, they see the signs that are red for them because everybody has their own red, you know, red, you know, like, Oh, this is not a red, this is a red flag for me personally. But if you ignore those red flags, 
And then later on, they start bothering you. You have to remember that you ignored it in the first place. So it's acknowledging those red flags so that you can say, okay, this is a red flag. Is this red flag a deal breaker or is this a red flag I'm being sensitive about, you know, um, early on so that you can, I mean, cause if you get so far in, it's sometimes you can always get out. Right. Mm -hmm. But it, the deeper you're in, it's kind of like digging yourself out of a hole. Right. You, you start. It's harder to get out the yeah, longer think, you stay. And out. I think that's what happens in relationships, personal and professional. We're not honest with ourselves. We right. don't want to. We don't want any conflict, so we don't face it. And what happens is we, it builds and it turns out into a bigger problem. So one of the takeaways from that whole that whole segment and those discussions we had in 2017 was to really focus on the relationships you're in. Be mindful of things that happen you like or dislike. Set your priorities. Set your expectations. Be honest with yourself. Um, what are deal breakers in relationship? Right. There are deal breakers that you know. I don't care if you're with them 10 years, that deal breaker still is there and you're not taking action on that. So the takeaway is just, just really be honest with yourself and mindful. And the last uh, thing we'll discuss before we go to the break uh, was kind of um, the staying mindful in a chaotic world. And as you know, we had some tremendous things that happened in 2070, horrific things from terrorist attacks to church bombings to to um, protests, uh, all emotional t triggers, the Las Vegas massacre. I mean, uh, police brutality, um, uh, just a lot of things that have affected our world, a division in, in, um, dur during the presidential candidate uh, elections. Um, you know, um, now we're talking about a whole series of uh, opening up to sexual or not even or, or misconducts in mm -hmm. the way people uh, position it. So there's a lot of things that have happened in 2017. And one of the things we talked about is how do we manage these emotional triggers? How do we stay mindful in a chaotic world? Right. How do we? It, Jay, what, you know, that's a great question. I think that... I think the first thing is, is taking a step back because if you take too much on, it's kind of like, um, you know, in, in the past, I, I have been guilty of that in that I'm, I say yes all the time because I, I, all these things that people bring to me sound so amazing. I'm like, Oh my gosh, yeah, I'll go to this fashion show and Oh, okay. I'll help you with this music and then I'll help you with this and I'll help you with that. And Oh my God, this sounds great. And then you, it becomes chaotic because there's so much going on. And although you have great intentions to get all those things done and do them perfectly, you have to take a step back and realize, hold on. I have to do, I'm one person. Um, not to mention for myself, I have a family. Um, I, at that, you know, at that time I was in school, so it, it was so much going on that I think you have to take a step back and put and do what matters most and it's okay to say no. I think it is. And I think it's okay to be, let yourself have not a breakdown, but letting it out. You know, I always reflect back on um, the script, uh, the scripture of this. There's a time and there's a season for everything. And there's a season that we go through where we mourn. There's a season where we're joyful. There's a season of happiness. There's, there's different seasons that happen in life. And, 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 and knowing that it's okay to, to vent, to vent and to have, you know, uh, I remember when one of my students went through the Las Vegas massacre and was the survivor and he had survivor guilt, uh, you know, and all his friends that he, he had 
you know, some of them he met, some that he um, didn't uh, know, but had become friends with because they were all out at, during that concert, um, passed. Um, there are people that survive that, that just have horrific injuries. So it's okay to understand and acknowledge all these emotional triggers that we have in life, but just to be, bring it back to therapy and healing and talk to somebody, right? Jay's great. Um, uh, my, my daughter is great I mean, to talk about. I bounce off a lot with her. Um, I think that's and, good to and, have and, a therapeutic and, partner. A therapeutic you can, partner. You can have Love that. Therapy. Yes, our therapeutic partner. Right. Like having somebody that you feel, because sometimes, you know, therapy is a, is a step process. Sometimes people are, are not ready to go to therapy, and that's fine. And when you are, some people are. Um, I'm not discrediting therapy. I think it's great for some people, but sometimes I think that it's easier for you to talk to somebody that you feel comfortable with. And if that is the case and that person you can vent to without judgment and while without, um, uh, having to, to, uh, feel guilty for saying stuff that you may, then that should be the person that you talk to, mm-hmm. you know, make it a, a, a close space or a safe space between you and that yeah. person. And there's different levels of grief. So knowing having a person that's non-judgmental listen to you, you're going to, you may be going through this hate. I hate or I'm mad. And, and, and people may say things out of anger that they don't really mean in their right. heart, but that's non judgmental person will right. acknowledge it and say, I understand. I understand. Right. I understand. Right. So, uh, so you guys, let's hold this thought, mommy. You have some great things going on and you guys, we're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're going to talk a little bit more about the topics that we've had and also we're going to further go on about the guests and what they're doing now you can call in at 
I'll see me looking in the mirror. Images of me getting much clearer. Dear self, I wrote a letter just to better my soul. If I don't express it, then forever I hold inside. I'm from a side where we out of control. Rap music and the hood play the fatherly role. My story like yours, yo, gotta be told. Trying to make it from a gangster to a golly a roll. Red scrolls of stone slaves and Jewish people in cold cage. Hate has no color or age. Slip the page. Now my race became freedom. Write dreams in the dark. They far, but I can see them. I believe in heaven more than hell. Blesses more than jail. In the ghetto, let love prevail. With a story to tell. But I see the glory and well. The world waiting for me to yell. I have a dream. I got a dream. For the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. My name is Dr. Stella, and I'm here with my co-lead, Dr. J. And we're going to talk, continue our discussion with a year in review uh, we talked about uh, some of the topics we have, but now we're going into some of the great guests that shared our experience in 2017. Yes, yes. And um, it's always exciting to talk to those guests um, from the past and see what's going on in their future. And we have some some great things that are going on with them and also some sad things that yeah. happened to a few. Um, so we'll start with whom you'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. I want to really give a shout out to our guests too, and just tell them, um, you know, thank you for being a part of our show. Um, you, you've helped bring information and, and, and your knowledge and wisdom to our listening audience. And we really appreciate it. We also would like to ask our listening audience to feel free to call in at 317-928-7733. Again, 310-928-7733 to uh, join the conversation. <laughs> Did I, they get that through? I <laughs> said that really fast. 310-928-7733. Yeah, and that's the con girl. And I, and I did, uh, as my go through my vegan fast without coffee, I will start slowing down like Jay. 317-928-7733. 310. Oh, See what I get. Okay, so we're gonna start off with our music guest that we've had yes. on, and literally and we've had some amazing music. Oh guests. my god, we've amazing! So we've had ranges from new people, uh, you know, that have been on the show, new young artists Correct. to veteran artists that have been around for years that right. are that are icons in their field. I mean, they are amazing. I mean, um, so. Uh, we'll start off. I brought in a young guy, uh, Narvis Jr., and I happened to meet him at the Sundance Festival. And I'm so jealous. I didn't get to yeah, that. and I'm going to hopefully again this year. Um, 
And I still do. It, it's it's amazing what happened when I when I met him. I happened to hear him play, and I, and he had such energy, and he had a, kind of a really natural sound. And uh, I talked to him and his father. And one of the things that was interesting to me is I know when I go into um, stores now, I see albums and and I see uh, you know record players, things that we played a long time ago. And he's bringing that type of influence back into his music. And I thought it was really nice because it kind of, it was, it, it almost segued into another guest we had, Mike Hands, who talked about rap culture and how the culture of rap uh, it was somewhat being lost right. and how um, they're bringing it back. So it's almost like this old school and is, is being incorporated into these youthful people oh. to bring back uh, the culture and the reason behind the music right right and i love that because when people create an artist and jay's a great writer a songwriter and i'm a great writer i you know i think everyone's a great writer in their, in their respect but when you write and you really write how you're feeling and really dig deep mm -hmm. the the culture and what you're writing about comes out and i, I love agree. the fact that I these think people that, especially that. yeah especially when you're doing something you love i think that it, it shows in your work it's, it's like when i tell um dr stella it's it's uh it's an art form right so for my example when somebody cooks and they're angry i don't want to eat their food yes you have to cook with love for me to want to eat your food the energy and the energy yeah. behind these artists and the music and the fact that they want to bring the culture back into some of the commercialism that we're seeing and music. we talked about this before we started this show with the 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 Christmas and the holidays, it's more commercial than it is about the actual holiday anymore. Right. And so it was a pleasure to have people like Mike Hands and Norvis and, and some of the other aspiring artists on our show to share that experience and share how they're making and creating change. Right. Because it, it's so important. Um, we also had um, iconic artists um, on our show. Uh, we had Alpha Arn Anderson of Chic. Uh, Patricia Hawthorne from Peaches and Herb right. and Charles Glenn um, from Ozone. And they right. talked about reinventing themselves and how you can reinvent yourself and how opportunities are there no matter what and how the business of music is not about necessarily being in the forefront. Right. I love that. Yeah. You know, uh, and I think many young artists, and I think it was um, Pat Patricia talked about this, many young artists want to be uh, in the front, in the limelight. But that not may not be where you need to be in the business. You may want to be uh, the producer. You may want to be um, uh, in uh, creating other opportunities for yourself, maybe in the financial portion of the business. So I think many, they gave a lot of good tips of how to grow your business, not necessarily just by being the artist. Right. And I love that. I love that. Um, Alpha shared um, some things about um, key relationships. With well, their mentors. Mentoring. Yes. Mentoring. And, and how, and it's so funny how there's certain people when you talk to them, she had a totally different and it's a totally different experience with him than we would ever have. It's funny how, you know, with artists, sometimes you just see what is given to you as far as the vision that the companies have for them or what their persona is going to be for their art form. But she shared 
uh, an interconnection that she had with him and how he was so empowering to her going into this industry. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a beautiful thing how she spoke of him. And it actually made me, I mean, I've always been, you know, although he was more of my mom's generation, he was, I was a fan because I love the way that he sang. He sang with love and, and meaning. And I think that, you know, it, 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 I guess it um, illuminated what you would think that his personality would be, yeah, which yeah. she shared. Well, and I love the fact that these basic principles in life, mm-hmm. support and mentoring, are something Luther Vandross gave to Alpha. And I right. think that that's the kind of thing that we need to do for one another. When you see that person that you want to help inspire, you know, again, we talked about competition between women, competition between men, you know, those type of things. You want to, Pull somebody up and help somebody because there's room at the top for everybody. If you're good, you know, I agree. And and I think that's the problem. I remember somebody telling um, me before, like, Oh, I I wish you wouldn't do this, Jay. You know, my idea was funny, but it's like, you know what? It it shouldn't be a competition. What you do with someone else. Um, First of all, stay in your lane. lane Also, (laughs) who you attract would never be what they attract. Mm -hmm. I I can see if you're copying someone that can be frustrating. Um, But, you know, my thing is, if you're both good and it's it's only going to just go, it's going to go the way it's supposed to be. There's plenty mm-hmm. of us in this world to have clients. Yeah, and I loved also Charles, a good friend of ours, Charles Glenn, a good friend of a friend of mine that uh, was an amazing artist, a drummer, mm-hmm. uh, paid with Henry Marie Paul Hines, um, who was has some difficulties he's trying to overcome right now and trying to. Uh, get back to being the same, if you will be. But one of the things I really liked is uh, Charles talked about this whole concept of reinventing himself and looking into markets that are accepting of you. He has gone back, you know, in Ozone was very popular in, in Europe and uh, and they're getting together and coming back as a group. And you see that with even Earth, Wind & Fire and some of these uh, these iconic artists, mm-hmm. they're, they're building, still growing and never letting it go. Right. And I think that's important. Yeah, I mean, that's a, another example of how even though one thing about music, and I, and I think that sometimes other cultures are, are better than um, the American culture in this, is that with age, it should be like a, a seasoned um, a wine, right? Or a seasoned whiskey. I, guess I you love that. You know, it should be that we we appreciate it and, and it's looked upon. Like when you buy a bottle of wine, if you got a 2018 wine or a 1965 wine, most people would say, oh, I want that 1965 wine. That's how it should be with music. We should look at those people and say, wow, they have so much experience. Um, I want to know what they know. I want to learn from them. But Mm -hmm. sometimes in our culture, we look at age as a, as, um, something that's bad. And I think that we need to change that. And a lot of different cultures, it's the complete opposite. Yeah. I think it's that imagery too, right? Right. Right. This images of what is the perfect time to right. do this is, is so flawed we you're right it's the wisdom the experience right. it's the diversity of age we focus so diversity much on looks, of experience right? diversity of i looks. mean sometimes mm-hmm. the looks are appealing but also you have to remember that uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder so for some people the the sexual imaging that people put up is not attractive there's a lot of people that people are so in love with and i'm like eh. well I, I love that's why i love sci-fi 
because you I have know, the right? you have these these Star Trek images Star that Wars are and, and Star Wars and mm -hmm. and avatars that are just like you know blue you, people. You can, Come on, and you it's get like, into the character of the person. You get into the personality of the person. Right. What is really important? What is You're important? right. And I, but again, these people were amazing. Mm -hmm. um, we also had um, moving into kind of more fitness and and mind body. We had uh, a yoga faith Michelle. Tegan uh, on and she talked about mirroring faith with yoga and how there's so many limitations sometimes to people who have faith in wanting to do yoga and she brought in how that was and I thought that was a really good show. We also mm -hmm. had Kay uh, Lovejoy and she is kind of a uh, kind of comes on at oh, yeah, Sterling, Lo yes. Love Truth, I'm sorry, Sterling. We had her on and she talks about astrology and she comes on from time to time and we talk about uh, astrology. But one of the I things she shares things I love that she shared. And one of the things I really like that she shared was how the outbreak of this confrontations that are coming out in the world now had to do with alignment with the stars. And with stars. And it's true. I mean, I think that we sometimes forget that there, um, everything is a system and, and it, everything has a reason for its happenings. And it's some, sometimes, you know, you look at these different things that are provided to us that people are, are given gifts, right? I feel that, you know, my visions are a gift. Um, Kay's uh, astrology is a gift because you, you're looking at something that's out there that actually can put some of these puzzle pieces together. Right, right. That, um, and I think that it's amazing how the flow of the current state of the world right. has to do with some of the alignment that's going on with astrology. And it's interesting. There's a, a book that's um, a book of the Bible that is uh, the book of Enoch and the book of Enoch kind of shared this. There, there, I don't know if many of you know, but there are some books in the Bible that were not uh, necessarily released to us. Use in good ways, mm. and that how man has used them in wrong ways uh, uh, since they've gotten them. But anyway, it was interesting that uh, Kay seems to align her astrology uh, with a lot of the good things that are happening mm -hmm. and understanding, helping us understand more. And then one of the things that I think really helped with us in, in, our, in our relationship was having some people talk about. Um, relationship issues in regards to um, mental health and laughter and animation and how character choices we make. And um, we had a couple of people, Dr. Williams came on and talked about how to overcome obstacles of mental health. And she had um, a book out, Our Mother's Keeper, and how she shared about her Yeah, mother. I really enjoyed her too. Uh, yeah, she, she has a radio show that you should chime into. Um, it's on our website if you need to find it. We also talked to, to a comedian, Raymond. <laughs> we went to Jose. see Jose. We went yeah. to see Jose. And he talked. And one of the things I love, Jay, when he said, laughter is the best medicine. Um, he he took hard, hard days and hard nights and turned them into laughter. And you know what I find that I, I talk to a couple of comedians and that's what they say they do. They try to find the the funny in the, the things that have happened to them that necessarily wouldn't be funny. It's a form of therapy, and, right? And right. Mm -hmm. It's like it's a form of therapy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, and he was really funny. And we happen, uh, we're going to get our cousin who is amazing on yes. the show to talk, uh, to do, she's a comic too, and we're going to get her on, uh, in this year. Yes, uh, coming next year, I guess. So, 
And then we talked to Early Jackson. Early was actually in our show a little bit earlier, but we played some of his stuff, uh, our, our podcast that we did with him in 2017. We actually interviewed him earlier, but really liked the way he talked about animated characters in some of the children's books caused girls, young women, to make choices in their relationship with men. And I liked that. I'm like, concept. okay, let me think. I, I loved that. That was actually an amazing idea. Like Cinderella. Like, I know. And I'm trying to think about what princess would I have wanted to be? If I had to choose a princess, who would you have been? I don't know. Because I never saw myself as a princess. You know what? <laughs> well, I'm a princess. Sorry. <laughs> so I've always thought of myself as a princess, guys. Now, a fairy, maybe. You know, I, saw, I think, I I think if I had to choose angel. a princess, it would be between <laughs> Jasmine and Tiana. Because Jasmine was like, I'm not going to marry some guy just because um, you want me to, Daddy. Right? And right. she was very, like, strong-willed and wanted adventure. Um, so I liked Jasmine. And then Tiana mm-hmm. was a cook, and I love to cook. And um, she wasn't really looking for being a princess. She yeah. was just found her Prince Charming. She was another adventurer. So mm-hmm. I think those are my two favorites. And interesting how it does adopting these characters, even at a young age, cause you to role model yourself or be into that. Now, sometimes in a situation with you, what you kind of described, it was your personality anyway, and you wanted to be that way. But young girls um, might take on these characters in a subservient role and become that way with men. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. If you're so focused, I guess for my girls, I never, even though, you know, we've done the Disneyland and stuff like that. None of my kids have been so into Disney that they focus on being a princess. Um, so, uh, so I, I think you're right. It's yeah, about yeah. that, you know, it's that brain simulation if you're constantly yeah. iterating that into your child. And and we also, you know, talked to Alan, Alan Crossley, a good friend of mine about relationships in the film industry. And and I'm thinking that maybe, you know, getting Alan back on and see it, maybe if he could actually portray a different imagery for uh, women in some of his films would be helpful. And I think right. we're working on some of that. Maybe I do too. More, but, and then we, we had some great, like Sean Garner and Mike Hans or so many artists that, are, that we've had on that were so great. So thank you guys, all of you guys that have been on our show, you know, an hour isn't even enough to talk about the greatness no. and the appreciation we have for you being on our show. Yeah, and we have others on there that we won't have. We don't have time to go through because we have to close. We'll talk a little bit more about them going into 2000 and, and um, 2018. But I want to, from the depth of our hearts, I want to thank you all for just being there for us and being on our show and, and 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 just being a part of Strategic Ladies. You know, our whole theme song kind of talks and speaks to what we are uh, and what we want to do in the future, and that's motivate transform and empower so yes and and also back to the veganism you know what we'll talk more about that in a year because we're going to definitely be starting it and cockpit country ingrid thank you so much for writing and you said there they have this um, website that you sent us it says onegreenplanet.org has the largest database of recipes you can pretty much find every vegan food on there okay i'm going to check it out thank you ingrid ingrid we're, we're maybe going... that's what i'll do i'll try a couple recipes from there and tell you what i think yeah and so maybe what we'll do is in, in the next show uh we'll talk about some of how our vegan uh walk through what's happening with yeah, us in the beginning of our, our vegan experience <laughs> but anyway thank you so much thank for joining guys. uh mindful thought for the day jay is just 
continue to be amazing and bring that amazing on to next year. And thankfulness for all that we've, we've been through and all the guests that we've had. We yes. really want to appreciate you and shout out to all of you guys. Thank Have you a- guys. Have a wonderful holiday. Yes. Happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. Thanks for coming on. Bye. Bye. Transform and Strategic